0: welcome to the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. I'm your host, Rome Bone. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 163? Sounds about right in the fucking high. What's good, everybody? Thank you for tuning in, whether you're on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app. What's really good? Much fucking love, again, for tuning in, man. What's going on? What is really going on? What are we doing out here? You know, we just chilling, getting ready for the fucking holiday season. All that shit, you know what I mean? We grinding, we grinding, we steady, we grinding. What's that A and B song? We be grinding. That shit's fire. I fucking love that shit. That Year of the Sword project that they put out a few years ago. I was on the bonus disc, right? That shit was fire. I love that song. Damn. Probably gonna listen to that after the show. Now that I'm thinking about it, probably gonna listen to it after the show. But uh, let's see. What we got here? We We got a bunch of shit to talk about this week. Without a doubt. We got a bunch of shit to talk about. We got some fire fucking music that dropped this week, man. Fire fucking music. That new Adele, though? Come on, son. Come on, we gonna dive into it. Don't worry. But first, I want to send a shout-out to Mr. Green for sending in a donation this week. He said, for you and Butters for keeping it trill, my low. Me and Butters want to thank Mr. Green for the generous donation this week. Much fucking love. Super appreciated. And yeah, we just grinding, man. You know, Butters sends her appreciation as well. To Mr. Green... And we got a, uh, we got new music, man. We got new music. Let's get into a couple of my favorite tracks of the week. Let's start out with the eight bit bully. He's back, Jaron Ben himself, with Mario Brothers. You know this dude never promotes when a single is gonna drop. He just drops it. This one's fe- featuring Els Jenkins. Els Jenkins. God damn. Of course. It's a Mario sample, finally. A sample I recognize. Again, I'm not big or remember much video game music from the Nintendo days, man. Even though I did play Nintendo when I was a wee young lad, I just don't remember the uh the music, but this shit's fire, man. Just is dope. Go peep it. Jaron Benton been dropping fire ass singles for fucking two years now. Where's an album? Don't know. Kind of don't care because these singles are fucking fire. I mean, yeah, just go peep the shit, man. This dude, there's been maybe one or two singles that just have been, like, okay. But nothing, like, bad that he's dropped in the last two years. Just single after single. Peep the shit, man. Jaron Benton is that fucking dude. And if he just stays dropping singles, so fucking be it. Because the shit is dope. And I like it. Another single. Now, to be honest, I don't know. I never really checked Maze 301 out. I just haven't, for whatever reason. Just never checked his shit out. And he dropped a new single this week called Black. And this is just police brutality. That's what this song is about right here. Um, From Maze 301, you know? He ain't your typical rapping, rapper, like, lyrical miracle shit. It's more of that new style, auto-tune, but I dig it. I dig this track. I dig the message in the song, and he does his thing on here, man. Like, I probably should check out some Maze 301 because, I mean, why the fuck not, right? Either I'm going to like it or I don't a couple years back when tech 9 put out nina maze had a couple features on that album and he absolutely fucking killed it especially that greenlit track with king iso damn that shit was fucking fire and and maze fucking killed that shit you know but yeah his new single black it's all about that police brutality man i dig it And uh, if you haven't checked out Maze 301, maybe peep the track. Or if you have, what do you think of the song? You know? So peep that shit, you know? Strange music, keeping busy. And another dope track that dropped this week. You know, former strange music artist, ubiquitous, UBI, obsessed crew, dropped his new track, Orphan. Dope. I don't know if there's a video for it. But the single is dope, man. Seth's crew were those dudes that always could just rap their ass off. UBI and Godimus, they always just could just rap, 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 go back and forth. That Seven Chakras single, whew, That shit was fire off their first Strange Music album. Man. But his new single, UBI's new single, Orphan. I dig it, man. I mean, this dude's just, you know, rapping. I didn't really get too much of the subject matter. I, was, I listened to it once as I was prepping the show, you know, doing my usual pre show ritual of bumping the Beneath the Dirt Weekly Bumps playlist. You know, everything I talk about, new music wise, on every show is featured. On the Weekly Bumps playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. So go follow that shit. But yeah. Peep that new Jaron Benton. That shit's fucking dope. Love the Mario Brothers single. The new Maze 301. I dig it. You know? And the UBI shit, man. Rappers just rapping their asses off. You know what I mean? You know what, I'm be, main motherfucker. I mean, shit. But let's stop fucking dicking around and fucking beating around the bush and all that good shit. And let's just get into easily, easily my favorite album of the week. No, it's not Adele. But it is Ouija Mac with Pretty Ugly 2. I don't know what to say, man. This dude just kills it. Kills it. Every fucking time he releases, this dude just brings it, man. Right out the gate, Pretty Ugly 2 is better, in my opinion, than Dirtbag. I just started bumping Dirtbag a couple weeks ago, still bumping it, but now I'm primarily bumping Pretty Ugly 2, but straight out the gate for me, this shit is better. Then, Dirtbag. And it's just fucking fire. I love, I love, I just love this fucking project, man. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say. This shit is just super dope. Um, what did I want to say? I fucking had it and I lost it, to be honest. But, regardless, I dig the shit out of this project. What I wanted to say, I just remembered, was compared to Dirtbag, Dirtbag was a real kind of just mellow kind of album. There was no real hype shit on Dirtbag. Pretty Ugly too, man, we got some hype shit. This project, Mixtape, starts out fucking hard. The first four tracks, man, you know, we got the single Get A Life, that shit is fire if you ain't fucking heard that already what the fuck Baghdad featuring Kill Whitey yo fire hype mosh pit music same with Origami and That's Wet those first four tracks just get you hype as fuck Devereaux's production on here he did every song on here but one Devereaux's production on this project is fire I'm gonna dive into that more in a minute but I like the mix and The change-ups on this album. Like I said, Dirtbag was a lot of mellow shit. But this, we got the hype shit to start out the album. Then it goes into Bad Company with Smart Death. Another fire song. Another thing I must say about Pretty Ugly 2 are the features on this one compared to the first one are much better. I was not a fan of the features on the first Pretty Ugly album. And those songs... The ones that had the features, just because I didn't like the features, just made me not like the songs. So, but this shit right here, we only got two features on here. And they're both within the first five songs of the album. Fucking fire, man. They both killed it on their features. And I gotta say, Pretty Ugly 2 is better than Pretty Ugly 1. Ah, oh, man, I mean, this shit is just fire. Hype shit, laid-back shit, some meaningful shit, like on Say It Much. Like, hmm, man. Ouija Mac, steady progressing with his songwriting, putting songs together, letting Devereaux shine more in the production. It sounds like... Man, I... I I guess I'll just dive into it with Devereaux's production. Devereaux's production on here is some of the best production he has done yet that I've heard. Fire shit, man. Um, I know he plays guitar. I'm pretty sure he's in a band. Plays guitar. Sounds like there was some live guitar on this motherfucker. Like on (sighs) Quiet Game. Quiet Game is probably my favorite track. Love that beat. Love when that shit kicks in that hook super dope man I like the sounds of what uh, you know what sounds like live instrumentation that Devereaux is incorporating on this project and in his newer production man he's another one you know Ouija Mac and Devereaux just don't fucking miss man I mean Devereaux produces most of Ouija Mac shit Shaggy the Airhead will get in there on some production and then Ouija Mac will, you know, bring in other people for production. But mostly is Devereaux and them two together is just like macaroni and cheese, peanut butter and jelly, all that fucking good delicious shit. You know what I mean? Not that craft macaroni and cheese, like real legit mac and cheese. (laughs) But yo... Devereaux's production on this album is so dope. The new sounds he's playing with, switching it up, you know, from Resistance to Wasteland, and then a little bit of Dirtbag. A lot of the same sounds were being used. It was dope. I'm not hating on it, but a lot of the same sounds were used, and I like that he's incorporating, incorporating new sounds, man. Like, listen to the beat to Quiet Game. Listen to the beat to Baghdad. Origami. Fucking fire. Just his production is top tier. Devereaux is my favorite producer in the underground right now. I've been, I don't think I've said it on the podcast to really put it out there like that, but I've been thinking that for a minute. Devereaux is that fucking guy right now on the production tip. In this wicked underground. Wicked shit scene. Just absolutely. Killing it. Killing it. And Ouija Mac. Like I said. Elevating his songwriting. I love the the harmonies. The auto tune. I mean it's on here. It ain't blatant in your face auto tune. Like some people do. But it's on here. I dig it. Love the auto tune shit. Kind of reminds me of the old Swag 2 shit. Because they used a lot of heavy. Heavy auto-tune back in the day. He did a little bit on Gutter Water. You know, he still uses it here and there. But, man, pretty ugly, too. Just, I've been bumping all weekend. I probably listened to this shit seven, eight times already since Thursday. I got my copy, hard copy, a day early on Thursday. Put it in the iTunes. Bumping it in the whip for work. Once it hits streaming. Downloaded that fucking stream, or the uh, you know from Apple Music, so he could get those streaming numbers up. I do that with every artist, especially since Apple Music has lossless audio quality now. Why the fuck not? It's the same as me playing the ripped version that I would do. You know, lossless audio that I would do when I rip it anyway. So, might as well give the artist a little bit of a you know those sh- streaming numbers. Even though they get like point zero 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 one if that sent for a fucking stream. <laughs> that's a whole fucking that's a whole another podcast series on right there. But man, if you ain't checked out this new Ouija Mac pretty ugly two, I don't know if he's we're gonna get a pretty ugly three at some point or not. You gotta peep it. Another fucking thing that was super dope is at the end. The end of the project, we get a little outro at the end of "Pain Away," and it sounds like maybe this is the prelude to "Stillwind." The fourth element, the fourth and final element from Ouija Mac, we had Trash Fire, Gutter Water, Wasteland. Now it's time for Stillwind. Is that up next? Are we gonna get that shit in 2022? If I'm a betting man, I'm gonna say yes because this motherfucker drops projects. Left and right. I counted my CDs the other day of that I've bought from Ouija. He's dropped fourteen projects in the last three years since he's dropped uh, Trash Fire. In three years, he's dropped fourteen projects. You know that that includes the Fifty Shades of Dead mixtape, the Shit for Brains mixtape, which is just mashup of Ouija Max shit, but. I mean, this dude drops so much fucking music, and it's good. It's good. Like, if it wasn't good, I would fucking tell you it wasn't good. I don't fucking have to front for anybody at any point. I just don't. Either it's good or it's not, and I'm not going to say it's either one or the other just because. I'm just not going to do that. Nobody, I've said this so many times, nobody is more consistent in the wicked, wicked shit, wicked underground scene than Ouija Mac. Consistently dropping multiple releases a year and they're all fucking good. They're all good. He dropped how many this year? He dropped The Project with Baby E, Dirtbag, and this one. Pretty Ugly too. Three projects. Shit for Brains, if you want to count that. But nothing new was on there. And last year he dropped, what, four or five? So 2021 was a little bit of a slower year. I mean, three projects is still a lot. And and now that I think of it, I got to cop that project that he did with Baby E. Because I actually went and bumped it like the day before I got my copy just to peep it. Because I just kind of slept on it. I didn't know who Baby E was. Singles really weren't all that. And. It sounded pretty good. It's not my favorite Ouija shit. It sounded pretty good. I gotta get that hard copy. Just because I collect Ouija shit. Might as well just get it all at this point. But anyway. Pretty ugly too. Is fucking fire. Another thing. A lot of people complain about fucking. Man. It, I have so many thoughts on this album. And it just. Scatterbrain shit I love and hate when this shit happens because I just hope I remember everything I wanted to say I could make notes but eh. but anyway a lot of people complain that he does the slow flow and you know where's the Ouija Mac that was on the Cypher 17 when he was da 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 you know rapping rapping his fucking ass off pretty ugly too he's chopping He's chopping his fucking ass off on some of these songs, rapping, talking his shit on this, on this fucking project, too, saying he's the only Juggalo rapper under 40 putting out dope shit. Like, he's in his bag, talking his shit, rightfully so. I dig it. I'm super hyped on this fucking album, man. Super hyped. I'm ready for the fourth element. Fucking spitting everywhere, drooling out of my mouth. I can't help it fucking nasty but (laughs) I love this shit man really dope if you if you like Ouija Mac then you already know this shit is fucking fire if you're kind of on the fence with Ouija Mac you like some of his shit you like the more hype shit peep this because there is a lot more hype shit on this than there has been on the last couple projects but fuck man got me super hyped Ouija was getting super hyped. The fans were obviously super hyped because they got Ouija Max Pretty Ugly 2 up to number 2 on the alternative charts on iTunes, just ahead of Alanis Morissette and right behind Elbow. Who the fuck is Elbow? Who the fuck is Elbow? I don't know. I have no fucking idea. But Ouija Max was right behind fucking Elbow, you know? Good old fucking. Macho Man Elbow and he was pushing hard to get that number one he didn't get it but he did get that number two and that's super fucking dope getting that number two spot a lot of people were also saying Ouija has to put his shit on the alternative charts so he could chart higher and I think I've even said that in the past before and I've said that about other people for putting their shit In different genres so possibly they could chart higher. But. Which could be the case sometimes. But. If you looked at just the all genres iTunes charts. And looked where the rap releases were. Ouija Mac would have been number three on the hip hop charts. Behind fucking Snoop Dogg and French Montana. Ouija Mac would have been number three on the iTunes hip hop charts. If he labeled it as, you know, rap and hip-hop. But he didn't. And he put it as alternative. I don't really give a fuck. Because regardless, dude charted high. I think he was like number 44 overall. On the all genre. Like, you know, out of every single release. On iTunes. He was number 44. Some shit like that. Very dope. You know, Ouija Mac is killing it, man. He has that peel... Appeal for the juggalos. He has that appeal for outside to bring in to this juggalo culture, all that shit. And, you know, shout out to him for getting his shit at number two on the iTunes charts, man. Can't hate it. Can't hate it. You can try to fucking hate it because he labeled it alternative. But like I said, he would have been number three on the rap charts. So fuck off. And uh, before we bounced off of fucking, you know, get off this Ouija Max shit. I was going through his website last week just to see, you know, just looking to see what he had on his web store. And I had totally forgot that he was re-releasing the first Pretty Ugly with a red cover as opposed to the original was a blue cover. But he did re-release it. I believe this was supposed to be for a tour. And I may have talked about it on the show. Posted about it on social medias. But I fucking forgot. So if you didn't get. Your hands. On the first Pretty Ugly CD. You can get the re-release. With the red cover now. Up on his web store. And. Again. Ouija Mac isn't isn't only killing it. With the music. But as far as. The merch game goes. He's one of those top-tier merch dudes. I'm rocking a fucking gutter gutter water hoodie right now. High quality. And he ships out fucking fast. Fast. You order some shit, it'll be out next day. That's how it was when I ordered the Pretty Ugly 2 shit. Uh, I mean, the Pretty Ugly re-release. I got Pretty Ugly 2 before the release date. A lot of people say, you know, you'll get it by the release date. Sometimes you ain't get that shit till a week later. Sometimes it's the post office's fault. Sometimes they the motherfuckers ain't shipped the shit till after the release date. But Ouija Max Web Store kills it um, with the shipping. And they don't fuck you over on shipping prices either. Like some other stores. You know, online uh, or artists or fucking whatever. Ships fast. And... The quality's good. All that good shit. Pretty ugly, too. Go peep it. Peep it. It's fucking fire, man. 18 tracks. 55 minutes. Is it 18 songs? I thought it was only 17. But, uh... Yeah. 18 fucking songs. Shit is fire, man an hour long like and this dude this dude puts out full length projects you know it'd be one thing if he was dropping 17 fucking EPs a year but he's giving 3-4 albums a year maybe with the EP sprinkled in he's giving you at least 2 full length albums a year maybe an EP or 2 that's a lot of fucking music that's a lot of music to put out to digest
1: all that but man, Peep It, Better Than Pretty Ugly 1. I'm not going
0: to say, I I, I kind of want to say that this might be his best shit yet. But I mean, I've only been listening to it for three days. Let's see how how it fucking holds up over time. But I, I, I think I have to say that some of his best shit is on this album. Like songs wise. Quiet Game, Baghdad, Origami.
1: Like, those fucking tracks are fire,
0: man. Say it much, I really like that track. Some more meaningful shit from Ouija Mac, but yeah. Definitely some of his best shit on here. And if I had to rank this on his discography after, you know, four days of listening to it. It might, you know, it's probably top five. Right out the gate. Because it's just, it's so good. So good. So go peep that shit, man. Go fucking peep
1: that shit. Uh, Let's keep it, uh, let's keep it psychopathic
0: related. Fucking ICP are back in December, starting next Wednesday. December 1st, they are back with a carnival Christmas scrub time network. The Patreon streams are back from ICP. I'm assuming 6650 per usual. I haven't checked out the actual Patreon page. I guess I could uh, go to it if I didn't already uh, delete it. Yeah, it looks like I fucking deleted it from my iPad. Oh, no, I got it right here. But a cool 66.50, and you get the streams for
1: ICP. And let's
0: run down what they're going to be doing in December. Wednesday, December 1st, we got Juggalos against Sanity. So looks like we're going to have a – I think this is what they kind of do on the first stream – Get together, play a board game. They did it for the Funhouse Party Peep Show, I believe. I believe they played Juggalos Against Sanity as well. And it was fun just watching them play, just talk. Like, again, said it so many times. Everybody says it that you could just listen to these dudes talk and it's entertaining as fuck. So, December 1st, Juggalos Against Sanity. Saturday, December 4th, Juggalo Catch 21 game show. Don't know what that's about. I don't know if that was one that, something that they've previously already done. I don't remember. Uh, I did not subscribe to the last stream that they had, which was, what, the June streams? The Loons and Goons of the Red Moon, June. But then on December 6th, on Monday, December 6th, this, this one right here, I said on Twitter, this will probably be worth the sixty six fifty alone. It is ICP investigates the fall of the Cottonmouth Kings. Man. I would love to hear how these dudes are going to break down the fall of the Cottonmouth Kings. Because, I mean, that's, you know, what it is. Still is. Have you heard any of the new Cottonmouth Kings shit? That new single that they just put out was fucking ass terrible. It was so bad. So bad. Um fucking D-Loke, man. But ICP investigates Cottmouth, the fall of the Cottmouth Kings. You know, rest in peace, Saint. Rest in peace, Pac. I wish You know, not only do I wish they could still be here, but I just wish fucking Cottmouth would have handled their shit a lot different than they did. But I'd love to see how they break that shit down. And then we got Wednesday. December 8th. The Zen of Love podcast. Like I thought that shit was cringe the first time I saw it. I don't think we need we need to bring that shit back. December 11th. Juggalo Night Court. December 13th. ICP's favorite shit on YouTube. We're going to get a lot of Bigfoot videos. And who the fuck knows what else from Violent J on that. Uh, December 15th, JCW's Bring Down the House Part 2. Are they going to be wrestling in Violent J's house? Where are these streams going to take place? Are they going to take place in Violent J's house? Do they have a new headquarters? Or is Violent J's house the psychopathic headquarters these days? I guess we'll find out during the uh, December streams. Uh, December 18th, the Juggalo Gong Show. December 20th. The Holiday Clown Cook-Off. I mean, who could forget fucking Violent J's Cheetos and Mac and Cheese or whatever the fuck it was. I don't even know. They they was cooking some nasty shit on that show. Struggle meals. You know, shit that I would have eaten uh, or would eat when I'm struggling. <laughs> um December 22nd, ICP's Late Night Funhouse Talk Show. Always you know, one of the better shows that they do during these streams. Curious to see who they'll get for guests on this one. And then December 25th, on Christmas Day, Big Ballers presents ICP's Santa's A Fat Bitch Show. Now, the thing I dig about this is no complicated names to remember. uh, You know, like the Moons and Loons and Goons and Junes and... Blooms and all that shit.
1: But yeah. That's
0: going down. And on the flyer right here. It says. A new Christmas city single. For all patrons. Tuning in. To. The ICP Patreon streams. And we got the flyer here. For. The first annual Santa's a Fat Bitch Show. So we're starting a new annual tradition. It's the Big Ball is x Party Concert Presents. ICP's first annual Santa's a Fat Bitch Show. Live on Christmas Day. It's going down in Harpo's in Detroit. Tickets will be available today. Monday, the 22nd. Are they going to be charging $100 a ticket? I'm just going to assume so. That just seems to be the trend nowadays with ICP shows just because they don't do that many shows anymore. Like because of the shutdown and now because of a violent J's heart condition, they are really standing behind on not doing that many shows so far Uh, on the flyer says everyone dressed up gets a free CD at the door. So if you dress up, you get a free CD. And like I said, On the flyer for the Carnival Christmas Patreon streams, it says, New Christmas CD single for all Patrons. Now, let's fast forward. I'm sorry. Let's rewind to just about six months ago, five, six months ago, for the Moons and Goons and the Loons. What is it? The Loons and Goons of the Red Moon June. All subscribers... For the June streams, will receive an exclusive single from the long-awaited rival of the Bloody Brothers. Ain't nobody that subscribed to the June streams ever received a Bloody Brothers single. I believe they were supposed to release it at the Hootenanny Hoedown that was supposed to that did go down during the June streams or that month. Ain't nobody receive a Bloody Brothers single. I don't even know if there's a Bloody Brothers single even
1: recorded yet.
0: Maybe Gangsta Codes from Yum Yum Bedlam was supposed to be the first Bloody Brothers single. Maybe. I mean, they did Jack Boondocks beat and the Boondocks gimmick was from the Bloody Brothers gimmick. I don't know. But... You know, will you actually receive a CD single from the December streams? I don't know. I still see people say that they ain't never got the October and December CDs, gift bags, from last year. So, I don't know, man. I wouldn't hold my fucking breath, I'll say that. And it's unfortunate. You know, I got my shit from... October and December from last year. You know, I got my shit. But some people ain't. And, you know, the Bloody Brothers single just... It's still a myth. The Bloody Brothers lore is still going. But, yeah. The December streams. Like I said, man. If you don't really give a fuck about receiving the cd that they tell you that you'll receive and you just want entertainment these streams are fucking entertaining man i don't know what to say icp they're just entertaining dudes to fucking watch the streams alone are worth the 6650 it just you get the bone when they say you're going to get some bonus shit like a cd or whatever, you know, a gift bag, whatever, whatever it may be. And then you just don't get it. And you're fucking, you know, you're left hanging because of it. But if, like I said, if you don't give a fuck about receiving that shit and you just want to be entertained, it's worth the 6650, in my opinion. I still think there needs to be cheaper tiers somehow. There needs to be cheaper tiers. Yes, they give a lot of content. They put a lot of work into these shows. Not denying that. Maybe 17 bucks and you get to pick one stream a week or some shit. I don't know if that's even possible. Or you could pick five throughout the month, six throughout the month or something. I don't know. But 6650s, it's steep, but at the same time, it's deserved because of the, the work that they put into the shows. And I think it's worth the sixty-six fifty if you do, in fact, watch all the streams. So go peep that shit.
1: The December streams.
0: <sighs> Yo, know, and speaking of ICB, this, uh, this is something I... Nah, I'm not even gonna fucking talk about it because it's just beating a fucking dead horse. Producer tags, I'll just say this. Producer tags, I don't give a fuck about producer tags. I wanted to say this while I was talking about Pretty Ugly 2. Because, you know, Devereaux's got his producer tags. Um, It became a fucking real thing when the producer tags showed up on Yum Yum Bedlam. I still maintain that they shouldn't be on a Joker's card. But producer tags are just a fucking thing right now. Is what it is. And I'm going to leave it at that. And I just want to put it out there that I do not give a fuck about producer tags. Except when it comes to a Joker's card. I don't give a fuck. Love hearing the Devereaux tag. Because I know I'm going to get some fucking heat. When I hear that shit. When I listen to Young Thug. And I hear, you got London on the track. Oh no, we got London on the track. That's what it is. I know I'm going to get some fucking heat. You know? Bunch of people do it. I don't give a fuck about producer tags. And I don't know why I just remembered it right now. But. We'll put that out there. Just so it's on the record that I don't care about that shit. Anyway. So we got the ICP Patreon streams, entertaining as fuck, worth the sixty-six fifty, like I said. Peep that shit. And then keeping it somewhat psychopathic related. I don't know how affiliated Rude Boy is with psychopathic these days. But this came across my DMs last week. I had no idea that the Rude Boy was putting out a book. The Rudy Hill Story, as told by Rudy Hill, uh, written by Mike Shepard. Mike Shepard is actually the guy who helped write Project Bourne's book. And there's a whole trailer up. For the Rude Boys book... The book is called... My Life... The Fun House... Uh, there's a trailer up on YouTube... It says it'll be hitting Amazon... Early December... They don't give an exact release date... But in December... There will be... Uh, Rudy's book... Up on fucking Amazon... And... You know... Some people... I asked about it on social media... You know, what do you think about a Rude Boy book? Me personally, I'm here for it. I bet this dude got some fucking interesting ass stories, especially working with psychopathic all those years. You know, I'm sure you were going to dive into Rudy's personal life, get to know Rudy more, and I'm I'm in on this book. I'm going to cop this book when it does drop. I don't read books. I don't read like that. Like I said, reading words is hard, remember? Reading words Is hard. But I do it every once in a while. And when I do read. It's usually. Autobiographies. I just love. Reading books about. You know people talking about their lives. So I'm definitely going to. Cop this book. When it does drop. And I'm. You know. I'm just interested in a fucking rude boy story. I really am man. In that trailer. If you watch the trailer for the book. Like Rudy just seems like a just a chill ass dude. he really does, you know, I hope he worked out his situation. you know he had to go fund me a couple months back where he needed a new place to say, "Stay, live, and I hope that got worked out. I didn't follow up on that, but I hope that did work out for Rudy. You know, nobody fucking deserves to be homeless man but i'm going to support rude boy with this book um you know hopefully he gets paid off the shit i mean it seems like it's it's all independent it's him and this mike shepherd guy so yeah i'm definitely going to support this book when it drops i'm hyped for it curious to read uh how this book goes and if this book you know reads well i might go and cop that project born book shit finding out that this guy is the one that helped Project Born write their book. Life in the Jecks, I think it was called, right? So, yeah. And I don't know too much about Project Born. I just don't. Um, So it'd be interesting to read up on them. But the new Rude Boy book, My Life, The Funhouse, which I, I will say sounds like a Mikey Clark title. Like, that sounds like it should be like, Mikey Clark's book, My Life at the Funhouse, right? Because he had Funhouse Studios. But regardless, Rudy Hill, the Rude Boy. New book dropping. Early December. I'm here for it. Definitely gonna, definitely gonna read the fuck out of that shit, without a doubt. And then we got a little bit of a Astronomicon news. I'd say twisted news, but. I mean, yes, Twisted runs Astronomicon, right? They put it on through Magic Ninja Entertainment. um, Even though I don't think it says Magic Ninja Entertainment anywhere, they really do try to brand this as their own, you know, a separate entity, even though they're heavily involved with it. They, you know, last year or this year, they had the Attack of the Ninja show with Astronomicon, you know, while Astronomicon was going. But Astronomicon 5, I can't believe it's 5. Like I feel like they just announced the first one for Astronomicon. I can't believe it's fucking 5 already. But Astronomicon 5 is going down April 22nd through the 24, 24th in Livonia, Michigan at Burton Manor. I don't know. It does sound like a new venue. It sounds... Like they've needed a new venue these last few years just because they've grown so much or have or outgrew the venue that they were in. I forget the venue that they used to be in, but uh, yeah. So hopefully, this is a bigger venue, um, to accommodate the people a little bit better. But Astronomicon 5 is going down. I mean, just Astro 4 just went down a few months ago, right? Or, yeah. Some shit, I don't know. It just, it, feel, it feels like the fucking, for, like I said, it feels like the first one just fucking happened. So April 22nd through the 24th, Astronomicon, no guests as of yet. They just revealed the date for Astronomicon 5. And then also announced this past week, what is it, the 20th. Is it the 22nd annual Gathering of the Juggalos is going down April 22nd through the 24th? I'm kidding. (laughs) Because if we remember, Astronomicon was was taken over by the Gathering of the Juggalos. Astro was announced way ahead in advance. And the Gathering of the Juggalos decided to run their shit on the same weekend even though Legend Valley had nothing else going on throughout the month of, I think it was August or July, I don't fucking remember, but that was a fucking joke. it would be fucked up if they did that, but I doubt we'd see a gathering in April, still a little bit chilly in April. But yeah, <laughs> I thought that'd be a little, you know, I thought that was a little funny right there myself. Well, let's get into some more new music that dropped this week, shall we? Shall we? Stu Bang has dropped his second single off his upcoming album, Death Wish. This one features Vinnie Paz and Ill Bill. The track is called So What You Wanna Do and this shit is fire. Love the production from Stu Bang. It's just that raw, grimy shit. And Ill Bill, Vinny Paz, bring it on here. I'm looking forward to Stu Bang's album. I would love to see a new Heavy Metal King's album from Vinny Paz and Ill Bill. Um, They just fucking kill it. I mean, just, you know, two of my favorite artists out there. Stu Bang is one of my favorite producers out there right now as well. And speaking of Vinnie Paz, they just dropped him and Stoop, the enemy of mankind, dropped The Funeral and The Raven. Uh. As Jedi Mind Tricks, that album is out now. I did see somebody, you know, somebody uh, commented on one of my posts on Facebook saying that it wasn't available on Amazon Music, which is a little weird. But yeah. Jedi Mind Tricks, new album. The Funeral and The Raven is out now. I did listen to it once. I just been bumping that fucking Pretty Ugly 2 so heavy. I haven't got a real chance to dive into that Jedi Mind Tricks. Not sounding bad. Um, like I said before, Vinny Paz, Jedi Mind Tricks, always consistent. I love Stoop's production. First listen through, it sounded like we had some classic throwback sounds on this album. Reminded me of shit from like, you know, Violent by Design, Visions of Gandhi type sounds on this album, which was dope. I, lo- I like hearing shit like that. But, again, I only listened to it once, and wasn't sounding bad. I dig it. I think if you like Jedi Mind Tricks, you probably already know the album. But, I mean, if you ain't never heard Jedi Mind Tricks, you got to just go bump it. Just go bump some Jedi, man. They fucking kill it. Go bump some Vinnie Paz. Get some Ill Bill in your life as well. You know? Get some fucking Nems in your life, and then fuck your life, kid. All right? uh more new music that dropped this week head pe dropped a new single off their upcoming album Khalifa's Worldwide that's how I'm going to pronounce it I think that's how you pronounce it um but they did drop their newest single this week it is called Not Today and I didn't I didn't get a chance to check it out but new head pe Is out there for you to enjoy. If you do enjoy some head P.E. I did peep out this track right here. Mav and Spanish Ran. They dropped a. Cutting room floor cut if you will. A song that didn't make breakfast at Sue's. Now I've been talking about Mav all year. This dude's dropped four projects this year. Three solo and uh, a group project or a collab project with Asan Eastwood. And he's been killing it. Mav of the Cloth, M-A-V. His project with Spanish Ran. Breakfast at Sue's is probably my favorite project that he's done this year. I bumped that one a lot. I dig it. And this song right here that didn't make the cut is called Wrong Way Home. And it's a, it's a dope track, man. I could see why it got cut. It isn't quite as strong as the material on the album, but it's still a good song. And Mav did say that he's going to be releasing all the songs that didn't get, uh, that didn't make the cut for Breakfast at Sue's. So go peep that shit. Mav is killing it, man. Really is. And then we got Benny the Butcher. It's The Butcher, motherfucker. Benny the Butcher is dropping The Plugs I Met 2 Deluxe Edition. He actually did drop it. Uh, It looks like it's going to be a hard copy only. I'm going to look it up on Apple Music right now and see if it is up on Apple Music. I don't think it is. And it is not. But The Plugs I Met 2 Deluxe Edition looks like it's going to be strictly a hard hard copy. Sorry. Um, release in a jewel case it'll be the first Benny album in a jewel case and it comes with all the instrumentals on the album and it the only way to get the CD itself is in a bundle that comes with a lunchbox and a towel a plugs I met two towel I mean the artwork is fucking fire I really dig the cover for the plugs I met two uh, you know it has that cover art on the lunchbox, I don't really give a fuck about lunchboxes or towels or anything like that. But I am a collector of fucking, I guess, all things Benny. At this point, I did get it. I did get it. I, you know, I just did. I wasn't going to, but it just came down to is if I don't get it now, spend the money for the CD lunchbox and the towel. I'm end up. I'm gonna end up spending more just to buy the CD later. So I could always. You know what? It'll look good on my it'll look good on my fucking shelf back here. Put up a you know, nice little uh Benny the Butcher lunchbox back there. You know what I mean? And speaking of Benny the Butcher, I didn't talk about this, but it was revealed. It was either I think it was late last week, not last week, but the week before, that Benny the Butcher had signed to Def Jam Records. Now, if you follow rap, hip-hop, Def Jam, you know Def Jam really just hasn't been it for a long-ass time. But to sign Benny the Butcher is dope. It sounds like from what Benny the Butcher is saying up on social medias that he is going to release a project before his first official project on Def Jam. So hopefully Tana Talk 4 is his next project. Produced by Alchemist and Derringer. I mean, come on. But if there's anybody who could save Def Jam records, it's Benny the Butcher. Without a doubt. You know, I'm I'm seeing and hearing people saying that this is like. Uh, late '90s vibe type shit right here, signing Benny the Butcher, and I, you know, I agree. You know, late '90s Def Jam shit. They was they was putting out shit. Method Man, Redman, DMX, fucking who else was? I mean, just those three alone right there, fucking powerhouses in hip hop. I'm trying to think who else Def Jam was putting on the late '90s. I'm not, I don't, know, I can't think off the top of my head. But Benny the Butcher on Def Jam can only be good for Def Jam. Really, and I hope it works out for Benny. You know, it, it is good for Benny too, signing his fucking first major label deal. First, no, because West Side West Side and Conway sign with Shady, but yeah, Benny on Def Jam. Snoop's fucking he ain't running Def Jam now, but he's I forget what position title he holds over at Def Jam now, but Snoop is doing shit over there now. That's cool and I'm hyped for Benny congrats to Benny congrats to Def Jam and if you want that Plugs 2 Deluxe Edition you got a cup of lunchbox and I don't give a fuck what anybody says that Plugs I Met 2 is just as good maybe maybe better than the first Plugs album I don't know but it's really fucking good really good one of my favorite releases this year no Instructions, I mean, come on, it's, it's done, it's done, No Instructions, uh, trying to think of uh, other songs that are on that, I just know No Instructions is my favorite song off that shit, Live By It, come on, that shit is fucking fire, Survivor's Remorse, another one of my favorites, Longevity with French Montana and Jim Jones, peep, I mean, just peep that shit, man, fucking fire, really dope shit. And uh, yeah, Benny the Butcher. And a couple more things. couple upcoming releases before we bounce the fuck about body here. I believe this Friday we're getting another C-Lance single. This time it's going to be Jaren Benton and Gmo Ski on the song called Lord of Illusions. I'm in. I'm in for it. Gmo and Jaren Benton on a track can only be some fucking crazy ass shit. They're going to be saying some off-the-wall shit. On this track. Like they're both known for that shit. So that's what I'm expecting with this one. And you know. Some dope production from C Lance. I'm hyped for that shit. And then we got. New King Iso coming soon you know. We are just gonna keep releasing singles. Until the album drops. And I'm here for it. Because King Iso is that dude. DC Fago guy was telling me. King Iso is the heir apparent. To Strange, you know, to to Tech 9. And I, I couldn't really disagree with that. I mean, that's... And I told him, I was like, that's how I felt about Ritz. When Ritz was on Strange, Ritz ended up leaving. But to say that about ISO, I can't disagree. But he's got a new single coming soon called Help Yourself. And it'll probably be dropping this Friday. Like, last week's podcast... I said Maze was coming out with a new single sometime soon. I said it would probably be this Friday because that's the trend we're seeing from Strange Music. And, you know, since we're going to keep running with that trend, I'm going to say that new King ISO is probably going to drop this Friday. And that's going to fucking wrap it up for me, man. I appreciate everybody that's tuned in right fucking now. You know, and before, actually, before we bounce the fuck up out of here, false fucking alarm on that, before we bounce up out of here, you know, I just want to thank everybody that tunes in, man, you know, we're gaining more subscribers on YouTube, the podcast app numbers are fucking insane, if you listen on a podcast app, chances are you're still listening right now. The listener retention, you know, the, the, yeah, the listener retention on the podcast apps is way higher than the YouTube, um, retention. And I appreciate you. So if you are listening on a podcast app, chances are right now you are hearing this and I appreciate the fuck out of you for listening to not only every episode every week, but listening to the entire episode. Average listener retention for the podcast apps is almost 100%. It's like 99%. You pretty much don't listen to when I fucking turn that outro music on. But I appreciate you fucking... I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. And another thing I want to say, an idea that I've been kicking around... Is adding a second show to the week. Adding. That's right. Another show. To the week. You'll get your Monday podcast. And I need feedback on this. I need feedback. From the listeners. And I'm putting this at the end of the show. Because this is for the fucking diehards. This is for the people who listen to my shit. All the way through. I'm thinking about. Doing a second show a week. What do you think about that? It won't be like Monday show where I just it's all news and I break down, you know, new releases, upcoming releases. What I want to do for my second show, and I did this in the past. And I stopped doing it, but if I do it now, I'm going to go just as fucking hard as I do on these Monday shows with it. And I'm going to get it'll it'll just be a thing where it's two shows a week every fucking week. I will, unless some catastrophic shit happens, I won't miss a week. I haven't missed a week for the Monday shows. And what? It's it's been a while, man. It's been a while. The most consistent motherfucker you know on this podcast shit. You know, sometimes I gotta fucking toot my own horn, but the second show a week. <laughs> The second show that I wa- would want to do is, yo, know, let's have a fucking conversation, man. Let's have a conversation. I'll bring people onto the show. I, I, I just don't do guests anymore. I haven't done a guest in a long-ass time. I don't even remember the last time I had a guest on the Beneath the Dirt podcast. I think the only people I've had on the show this year was Robbie, um, who, the you know, Dude who runs the Twisted History page. And Mike Sears and Luke Dagoon. Those are the only dudes that I've had on the show this year. And I haven't had a guest since March. I just looked it up. Haven't had a guest in almost nine months on this podcast. But, but like I said, I'm I'm tossing around the idea. I need the feedback from the diehards. The people that listen... That have been listening. You know the day oneers, The ones that listen to the whole fucking podcast. What do you think? Need it or keep it? Flame emojis or poop emojis? Let me know. Hit me up. DM me. Comment on the YouTube video. Whatever you gotta do to fucking let me know. Do it. Because if you want it. I'll make it happen. I'll fucking do it. I've been kicking around the idea. You know. Honestly, I think it would be... I think it's a pretty dope idea. Have the news podcast on Monday. And then at some point... Throughout the week, drop the second show. You know, there will be a set schedule. Haven't thought that that too far into it yet. And... Yeah. And have guests on. You know, I've told people, yo, I want you on the show. I want you on the show. 2021... I was like, yo, I barely had anybody on in 2020. I'm going to have a lot more people on in 2021. And that just was not the case. I told people, like DC Fago guy, I was like, bro, I want you on the show. I'm going to get you back on the show. I'll be in touch soon. And I just never did it. I just haven't had a guest on. And I just, you know, I don't feel like it fits the Monday show that well. But if I did a whole separate show. On a different day, and we can just talk about whatever. We could do a fucking top 10 albums, songs. We could just shoot the shit. You could come on. I'll invite you on here, and you could be like, bro, I don't agree with what the fuck you said on episode 123, motherfucker. Or should I say, like episode 160, motherfucker, you don't like Yum Yum Bedlam? This is why I disagree with you. And we can have a conversation about it. And we don't have to hate each other again. You know. I think it's time for a fucking conversation. Let me know what you think. I'm done fucking rambling. And uh, you know. I think we're going to bounce the fuck up out of here. Again. I appreciate everybody that tunes in every fucking week. Much love man. Hit me up. Let me know if you want that second show a week. (sighs) I mean I'm putting it out there. I'm, I'm committed to it. I'm committing to it because I know some people are going to hit me up some people I know there'll be some people that'll say keep it poop emojis all that and say it I don't give a fuck I really don't I really want to know what you think but go peep that pretty ugly too from Ouija Mac that shit that shit is fire again I appreciate you for tuning in I'm Ron Boner of the Beneath the Dirt Podcast and until next time I'm out peace